And we're live. I'm Sean. I'm Randy. And this is Rural Rural America. America. Hey, Randall. Sean. Brian. Uh, Guys. He's still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, we we got rid of the language for you. (laughs) For what now? We cut the F-bomb out of there for you. Oh, man. I'm hurt. <laughs> Made me feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's that? I said, how are you all today? You know, so I said y'all. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. We, we got a little snow this morning, and we're getting some more tonight, I guess, so. We are in the uh, land of cold rain. Yeah. We got nothing. Hmm. I wish we got nothing. Well, we did drive through a little bit. Um, I went to Cincinnati this morning and drove back home. Do you want? Do you want to talk about? There. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, why'd you Why'd you go to Cincinnati? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I want to. A little bit of everything I do, but uh, I went up. Um, a friend of mine that I work with uh, at my real job. Uh, I work at a car dealership, but a friend of mine has bought a wrestling promotion. Here in uh, Kentucky, if, if, if nobody knows where I'm at or anything, I, I live in Southern Kentucky. And, um, but uh, one of the guys I work with is about a wrestling company. He's a former pro wrestler, and he's getting back into the wrestling business. So really? we got up bright and early this morning, and he found a, a good deal on some lighting and sound equipment in Cincinnati. So we got up early this morning and made the trek up there. and. Um, Randy, I'll send you pictures and video of where we went uh, uh, to let you know just a little bit of the the, the house. I'm going to say house that we went to. Uh, all I could keep thinking of was uh, um, what's his name, Buffalo Bill, or is that the guy's name on Silence of the Lambs? Oh yeah, um, yeah. yep. That's this it. little rat, this <laughs> little rat hole that we walked into, and uh, <laughs> uh, super good guys. Though. I mean, we were. I think everybody was a little bit nervous. They didn't know us. We didn't know them. So we showed up and we walked in this little, I'm going to call it a, a rat hole under a house that they call the basement. It was more like a, a place where you keep the dead bodies. Right. So, <laughs> the old dungeon? Uh, oh, yeah. I wouldn't even call it a dungeon. Uh, that'd be, that'd be, it would be a disservice to a dungeon. So, uh, But we went there and, and the guys had the, the video equipment and audio equipment there. And, um, you know, after we, after we everybody's um, terror wore off after we, Walking down there, I, I seriously took a video, and I told my wife, I said, if, if I don't come back out, if I disappear at 10.04 a.m., I walk in the door, and there's always you know where I'm at. So, but no, it was, it was a good deal. So we uh, went out and picked up some audio equipment, video equipment, and it, uh, just drove back home, and I'm not getting back in the house. So been at it since about uh, 6.30 this morning, getting back home. So um, I guess I'm going to be, on top of my other jobs that I have, I'm going to be doing some wrestling um I guess you would say video and audio and some stuff like that. That's my background. So had, a, had an interesting day already today. Yeah, sounds like it. So so what kind of wrestling? Are we talking like uh, WW, like the old WWF style wrestling? Uh, well, it's, it's if you can go back to the it's called Indie Circuit, the Independence. Uh, the name of it is Triple Crown Wrestling, and it is more of a – of course, this isn't a WWE production or anything like right, that. Right, right, right. But is it that style the, uh, of wrestling? Yes. 
Because we're not talking about like a college wrestling or anything, right? No, we're talking about pro wrestling. Okay. We're talking about actual pro wrestling. Um, I, I lived in Indiana when I was a kid. So if you're talking, you know, I'm going to go way back. Like Dick the Bruiser, Wilbur Snyder, guys like that growing up watching. That, that's pretty much what they're doing here. Uh, okay. Just on a, a new, newer newer stage, newer level. So right. uh, it, the independent circuit, the independent, the indies are really making the comeback. And um, the guy I worked with was a, pro, a professional wrestler out of Louisville. He worked up in Louisville and over into Indiana for several years back in the 90s until uh, he had a car crash and, and destroyed his arm. So he got out of the business, and now he's had an opportunity to go back into it on the owner's side and, and be a promoter and a booker and, and all this other stuff. So he figured out I had a background. Uh, I do have a background in radio and television. I worked in radio and TV here around the area for about 17, 18 years before I got into the car business. So he decided – he was going to go ahead and uh, put me to use, and uh, we joke around. It's like the mob. Every time you try to get out, they drag you right back in. And they make <laughs> so we're, we're, we're doing that now. So uh, I guess my Sundays will be uh, taking up shooting some uh, – uh, we're going to be shooting some videos and putting those out on YouTube and, and some things. And we're actually a, uh, a member of the Fight TV app. If you guys are familiar with the Fight TV, F-I-T-E, uh, Fight TV app. Uh, we're going to be having some programs on there here in the next, I'd say two to three months we'll be getting up and running and get everything going. It's just in its uh, uh, beginning stages right now, but pretty exciting. And my wife is happy too that uh, I'm going to be out of the house a little bit more. Right. There you go. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, Brian, you're kind of cutting in and out sometimes. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like it, it pauses for a second every now and then. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a robot pausing. I don't know. How about now? Yeah, you're you're fine now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. sounds good. I don't know what it is. I I turned my Wi-Fi calling on, so I tell you what. Let me turn this off. This may be doing it too. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. No, you're okay. If it's if it's bad, uh, and I had the phone away from my face there just a second too, so let's see if that works. Well, yeah, it's a lot better, it's a lot better. right now. Yeah. Well, okay. You, uh, well, I have a. Uh, yeah, go you, ahead. When you get some uh, videos and some pictures and stuff, uh, you'll have to send out to Randall, and then uh, we'll. Uh, We'll throw that up on our Twitter feed. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll send him the picture of where we went today. You guys oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. It was. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have it was. They didn't have any lotion down there, did they? Well, uh, that's what I was worried about <laughs> because seriously, you you walk, guys, you walk, you walk through this little tiny hole. And they called it a door, but they had to bend over to get in there. I mean, <laughs> oh now I'm not I'm not the tallest person in the world i'm only i'm five nine i'm not very, very tall but you had a duck to get in here and you know the the water was dripping you know if, if you were to, to draw up a scene of a rob zombie movie or something that's what we were going <laughs> oh, man. so yeah i was like okay so this and, it all ends. Okay, yeah and I'm you good. said you're in uh cincinnati right he, he, uh, yeah that's uh, where he went that. that's where you went right mm-hmm. yeah so you can't yeah, you can't even I'm... can't even pack heat over there <laughs> so, well <laughs> Uh, don't know if you can or not, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's say uh, it was warm. Let's just say. <laughs> uh, um, on both sides, I do believe the the, the two gentlemen right. were there. Um, and it it was the funniest situation. You could tell they were afraid of us, and we were afraid of them. And, right. Uh, but once we got to start talking to each other, it was, it was a good deal. So well, that's, that's good. It worked out then. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is the phone working better now? Yes, sir. 
Hey, okay. uh, so I, let's talk about you. Uh, so you were you grew up in rural America, right? And uh, yeah, uh, I grew up in Indiana. Uh, well, I say grew up. I lived in Indiana until I was eight years old, and then we moved to Southern Kentucky. Um, if anybody listening to this is familiar with it, Lake Cumberland area in Southern Kentucky, and I've grown up. Uh, on, I guess you would call it a farm. Uh, I guess it would, we'd call it a farm, Randy. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> we had we had cattle, we had uh, horses. Uh, you know, we had plenty of acreage to haul hay on and things like that. So, so I grew up in something like that, and um, I grew up. You know, uh, my mom and dad were split up when I was young, so I grew up around my grandparents and my mom. So. Um, um, and you all get a kick out of it. And my, my papa was pretty much the guy who raised us, me and my brothers. And uh, he was pretty hard on us. And, you know, we worked. We worked very hard. We did uh, farm work and, uh, it, you know, all that kind of hard labor stuff. And I figured out at an early age that uh, I'm not cut out for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, I don't like think. my sleep and, and yeah, I what's that? I was just gonna say I, I don't think a lot of us were cut out for. <laughs> no, oh, no, and now uh, my two brothers they 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 stayed there. You know they, uh, um, you know they stayed down there on the farm when I got out of high school. Of all things, I joined the army. Right. I was on the military. I was in the military for five years and then came back home. And uh, quite honestly, after seeing the world and going all over the place, I was like, you know what? There's no place I'd rather be than JBS, Kentucky. <laughs> so uh, right. I moved back home, and uh, of course I live not down there anymore. I, I live in the same area, but uh, pretty much lived here my entire life. Besides that, but uh, um, you know, I as soon as I graduated high school, I couldn't wait to get out of here, and then after all those years, I couldn't wait to get home. So right. uh, I had, had um, I was stationed in Germany for uh, in the army, and then uh, the original Desert Storm. 1990-91, which mm-hmm. we are coming up on the, well, actually, we're in it right now, the 30th anniversary. Right. Uh, I was there December, I believe, December 21st of 1990. I landed in um, Dahran Air Base in Saudi Arabia, and then we came home sometime in June. You know, I believe June or July, we came home from up there. So uh, if you've never been in the desert in June and July, a little warm. Oh, All right, I can imagine. Hey, oh, I can't imagine. Can actually. can I Shit. can I say one thing or tell you one thing? Um, thanks for your service. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever told you that before, but anyway. Well, considering this is the first time I've ever talked to you, I don't think you have. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a joke. I I, I do talk to any on a regular basis. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's cool. And actually, you have before. That's fine. So. Okay, but. Uh, so how but did, that's where, you know, uh, uh, you know, my, my grandfather was in the Navy. Uh, he served um, during World War II. And um, uh, I, I guess when I was growing up, I just, I don't know why. I, had, I just had a fascination with the military, and I was an ROTC through high school. And I had it in my mind that I was going to be a, a career soldier. I was going to be 20 years in the military. And after five years in, I was like, you know, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I want to go home. So. Uh, I got out and came home, and here I am. So how big of a shock was that, coming from rural America and landing over there in Saudi Arabia and getting off the plane? Uh, 
Uh, well, really wasn't that bad. Well, it was. Let's put it that way. Um, I was in Fort Leonardwood, Missouri, and I left from Fort Leonardwood, Missouri to Frankfurt, Germany. Now, that's shock. That's a culture shock. Uh, it, just being in the military in general, you know, uh, and growing up on a, on a rural farm, you know, and we call it a farm. Randy, Randy has actually seen where, I, where I've grown up, but um, it's, it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's on a peninsula out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, when I say we're 45 minutes away from the nearest store, I mean we're 45 minutes away from the nearest gas station, store, anything. Right. That's where I grew up. I mean, I mean it's out in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere, and uh, I, I tell the story of you know one of those uphill both ways. But I went to a two-room schoolhouse when I was a kid, and uh, whenever we went to quote unquote the big school, the high school, uh, we caught a bus at, at about twenty minutes after six every morning, and I didn't get home till four thirty in the afternoon, almost five o'clock, because you're riding in the bus for almost two hours there, two hours home. Right. So um, we grew up, and I mean, out in the middle of nowhere, but. Um, it was uh, the main thing to me was the shock of um, the culture shock, I guess, of going from a little place like this, uh, and I still consider home I, where I live now. We're in, we're in, not in the city; we're just outside the city limits. But um, the, the, the county I live in has the whole county has about forty thousand people, right. so still not a whole lot of people here. But you know, we're still still rural, but. Um, the, the culture shock of going to a place where, you know, the, the main transportation, if you go anywhere, was either by bus or train. And we don't have buses here. We don't have trains here. We don't have anything like that here. Right. Here, you get your car, you drive somewhere, or you, you walk, or whatever. Um, or as people say, you get your mule and wagon and you go. So, right. But, uh, and the language barrier. Uh, it, sure was, it was different, right? Oh, yeah. The language Yes, and even and I will say this too: just the different dialects from places. When I went to the army, just in basic training, when people hear hear you talk, and you somebody from New York, a good friend of mine was actually from, from Philly when I was in the army, and I, I when I first met him, I couldn't hear, understand. I didn't know what he was saying. I didn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> uh, you know, and he didn't understand me. So he had to he had to slow down. And I had to speed up. Right. <laughs> so. But, uh, but yeah, it's a big culture shock. I mean, you go from uh, not just climate. You know, you go from a place in Germany where the climate is pretty much what we have. Um, what would you call the Midwest, I guess? Uh, Indiana, uh, Kentucky area, maybe Illinois, uh, um, right. and even a little south. Into, about that area, yeah, I guess you could say southeast, midwest, whatever. But the, the, the weather in Germany, where I, was, I lived in uh, Hanau, Germany, right outside of Frankfurt, Germany, and the weather, you know, during the summertime, you would see weather upper 80s, around 90 degrees. Wintertime, be about like it is anywhere else. You know, maybe a little more snow than what we get in this part of the United States. But um, you get over there, and you go from that to 121, 122 degrees during the day. And the temperature dropped down the upper 80s at night. So you go from, from melting during the day to freezing to death at night because it's a 40 50 degree drop right so it, that's a big part of it there and then of course the language barrier and um just pretty much the unknown you know people talk about um different cultures and things like that it's the unknown just what we went through today just going up to cincinnati to pick up that lighting equipment 
you're going into that situation. We joke around about it. Very nice people. Nothing wrong with those guys. It was just they didn't know us. We didn't know them. We were afraid of them. They were afraid of us. And it was just a fear of the unknown. Right. Once we were there, 30 seconds, everything was fine. But, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Just the fear of the unknown is the biggest thing whenever you go to places like that. Right. Being aware. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I think uh, overall, I think we all watch too many of these uh, scary movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> movies and stuff, because that's all I could think of. As I'm walking through, I'm like, is Rob Zombie or somebody going to come out of here? But but that's what it is. It, it's just a fear of the unknown. But, but you know, I, I, I had, and I'll say this, as a I went in the Army. I had to wait till like, I graduated high school at 17 years old. And I had to wait till I turned 18 before I could leave for the Army. But if you can call a 19-year-old a quote-unquote specialist at anything, I worked with demolitions and landmines and things like that. Don't know who in the world had the bright idea of, hey, let's give a 19-year-old TNT or C4 plastic explosives and watch it blow stuff up. Who does that? But the army did, and they let me do that. I had a blast. Uh, no pun, pun intended. I had a blast doing. I mean, it was fun. But uh, even in Desert Storm, what we did, I, I was called with. Uh, it's called it's combat engineers. When I was, you deal with landmines and explosives. <laughs> so what we did uh, during Desert Storm, uh, we went behind you guys. Well, you guys were much younger than you wouldn't know, but the, the people who were here in the United States at that time, they knew more what was going on than we did. Because, of course, you know, you had CNN TV. That's where all this stuff exploded was them covering the war. But we would come in behind a tank battle, and we would uh, destroy whatever was left over. Like if there were tanks left over, if you found underground bunkers, we'd find underground bunkers, maybe the size, let's say, of a garage, you know, a, a 20 by 20 or something like that. Under under the ground, we'd go in, and we would pack it full, full of C4 explosives and blow it up. Uh, we would blow up tanks. We would do that. And, and by that time, I was 20 years old. And again, a 20-year-old kid getting to do that, man, that was the time of my life. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. I was indestructible, man. We had such a good time doing that kind of stuff. So anyway, it became a game after a while. But yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. But but yeah, whoever thinks an 18 or 19-year-old kid, it, it's a smart thing to turn them loose with uh, heavy explosives. Well, I'm thirty. I'm thirty-seven with four kids, and I'm married, and I still think that would be cool to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and quite honestly, probably still be a good, a bad idea to let you do that. Right. Oh, I'm sure. I'd, yeah, I'm sure. I'd, uh, sure. I'd either screw myself up. It's probably what would happen. Yes, and we did. I mean, we had a couple guys who, who not paying attention. Were I mean, no serious injuries or anything, but but you know, guys, every now and then a piece of shrapnel will get somebody and nick them or something. You're like, well, we might be a little too close, or might need to put our helmets on, or you know, flak vest, because we just stand around and do stuff and watch each other, you know, blow up, going, you know, the ooh ah, right. not thinking, hey, this is kill us. Right. So, uh, that's that thing of being 20 years old, man. What is it? You're 10 foot tall, bulletproof, and oh, nothing yeah. hurts you. And oh, then you get married yeah. and you find out, man, I'm just a short, dumpy guy. I don't need to be doing this stuff. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so now you're uh, you're selling cars, and you're what else are you doing? You got some? <laughs> well, I went from I went from uh, army to selling cars. Boy, that's that's a that's a jump. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually, all right, uh, I got out of the, when I got out of the army. 
uh, I came home and I went to uh, college for a couple of years. Uh, I say went to college. When I say that, I I signed up for class for a couple of years. <laughs> okay. Very rarely class. I, I was uh, at that time actually I was uh, running the uh, Baptist Study Union at a local community college here, and they had a uh, building. So I, I lived in that house. I lived there. Um, one of the classes I took uh, at the community college, about the only class I went to. Actually, I went to two. I went to a communications class, an inter- interpersonal communication, and I went to my radio class. So I took a radio class uh, just because I remember when my mom worked at the college when I was a kid, I used to get to go to the radio station at the college all the time. So fast forward 20-some years, and the, the radio station's still there. I took a radio class. I thought it'd be cool. Well, the guy who owned the radio or who was in – instructor of the class owned a local radio station asked me if I would like to come to work for him uh, as an intern and he would say you pay me minimum wage and then you know help me do some stuff so I got in the door there and then um, I'm a a sports freak I'm a sports fanatic I love all kinds of sports football baseball basketball racing uh, dirt track stuff I I love all kinds of stuff like that pretty much your I'm gonna call it rural America redneck that's me so uh, the guy owned the radio station, and they started letting me do basketball games on the air. And, you know, I was learning how to do that, learning how to do ball games, uh, football games. And then probably 10 years into that, that was my – I mean, I was doing it full-time at that time. But I got into the radio advertising sales, the management side, you know, learning a, a lot about this. And then I went over to the video side of things and started working, of all things, for a local cable company. And when I say a local cable company, do you remember seeing those god-awful infomercials on your local channel? You know, do you guys have a local access channel? Uh, PBS or something like that? Well, not, not PBS. I'm talking about local access. It just runs up the commercials. You know, where you flip through the, the, the channel. You used to flip through the channels, your local. Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I don't think we a, have them. But. Okay. They used to have one, I remember, when I was a kid. They had a local channel. They had nothing but advertising on there. You know, it was... Just pop up on the screen, say, right? You know, like kind of like a at a hotel or something. Off. I think that was before. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. satellite. Well, mm-hmm. yes. Well, I was the guy that would go around and shoot those awful, awful supermarkets, <laughs> and then I was doing some awesome air work of saying, "Hey, we're here at so and so, so and so, so and so," and they were awful. They were just terrible. So I got into doing that, and I did that for quite a long time. And I did. I started doing some TV stuff and. Uh, I worked for a couple of uh, regional sports places around, and uh, so I, I got pretty good at that. But um, if anybody has ever listened to this, has ever done local radio or local television or, or any kind of video, there's no money. I mean, there's zero money in that stuff. It's it's glamorous. You think, oh, if you're on radio, you're this or that. There's no money. You're working for minimum wage just about all the time. Hey, so, same thing with podcasts. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just understand you guys made a penny. No, we we we've no. Uh, I told you that before, but so far we've made over a dollar now. <laughs> We're raking it in. <laughs> hey, Look, that is what a thousand percent of gains. You know, you keep that up, you're going you're going to be making two figures. <laughs> So, you guys right. Are so, uh, 
But yes, equate podcasting to the radio game. That's what I was doing at that time. So um, I, I was doing a live broadcast at one of the local dealerships. Over the years, I did different infomercials where you go and you set up the camera and the guy talks in front of the car. He said, hey, I have this car here and it's this, it's that, it's knee deep in rubber, it's red and ready. I mean, all any kind of cliche you can think of. They talk about these cars, and that's what I did. I shot those videos, and I edited and put them all together and played them back on the local channels. But all the different car dealerships I did this for over the years, just one particular dealership I went to, all of the managers that I had met over the years were there at that one dealership. Like they had all, all left these other dealerships and went to this one guy. So I'm there doing the broadcast, and I was like, well, this is nuts that all these guys have left where they were at and come to this one. And uh, so I was just asking the manager about it, and he said, uh, you know, the, the money, he started talking about the money, and, and uh, he asked me, he just was point blank with me. He said, what kind of money do you make? And I told him, and he just started laughing. He said, what if I promise you? Now, and I would, at this time, I was doing, uh, when I was in radio, I was working seven days a week. I was working probably 12 to 14 hours a day, and I did that for years. I had my own radio show. I was in there, you know, I had to be in there at five o'clock in the morning on the air. And then I did my other duties and then I'd be there till five, six o'clock at night. I did a Saturday morning show, a Sunday morning show. And he said, what if I told you, you only work five days a week. You only work 40 hours to 45 hours a week. And I doubled your money. I was in. So yeah, <laughs> I make a, a, a longer story, not as long. Uh, I accepted the offer and my first check that I, I got from the car dealership, my first commission check was about $700 shy of triple my last radio station check. So uh, right then and there, I was like, okay, I'm in. You, you know, I had, uh, um, I guess uh, I didn't like being called a used car salesman. I guess, I guess I had a stigma, you know, a stigma of that. But after I got that first check, man, I said, I don't care what you call me. You can call me whatever you want. <laughs> right. I made a little bit of money, and, and I can feed my family now and do the things. You know. and, and the car business has been very good to me. And, and one thing I've learned in the car business uh, with the Franklin Group, I work for the Don Franklin family of dealerships in, in Kentucky. Uh, the first thing they did teach me was you don't have to lie, cheat, or steal from anybody to make money in the car business. So um, – there, there is a stereotype out there that there's some bad guys. You know, they're all bad guys. There are some. Um, there's some bad people in everything. But uh, I've made a very good living over the last 10 years in the car business. And uh, not I don't have to lie. Don't have to do anything like that to anybody. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm as lazy as the day is long. And it's the easiest job I've ever, ever had. So, uh, And I get paid very well for it. So I like it. Well, there you go. That's half the battle, liking it, right? No, I didn't say I love it. <laughs> so there, there's days that, that my wife has to tell me, don't you say anything, get you fired today. <laughs> right. So there, there's been those days. But uh, my true passion, I will say this, I, and all, all joking aside, my, uh, uh, my true passion is radio, television, things of that nature. And I still do that from time to time. I, I uh I announced local high school basketball games and football games here for the, the teams. Um, my son, when he was in high school, they didn't have an announcer at the football game, so they asked me to do it because I knew I'd done it in the past, so I did it for him. And 
now that my daughter's in high school, I've been trying to get out of it. And now my daughter is in high school. She told me, she said, you can't quit now because you announced the whole time Alex is here. You have to announce what she yeah. is. So I've got a couple more years of that left. But, so, yeah, I do that. And uh, I keep busy doing all this other stuff. But that is my true passion. I like the car. Let me say this. I like the money of the car business. The, we'll, we'll, just, we'll put it that way. So, uh-huh. But, no, I, I joke around. No, I do like where I work. The um, uh, Don Franklin family of dealerships, they've been very good to me. I've been there for 10 years. And I can honestly say the owner, the owner, his name is Eddie Franklin. Don Franklin, the original owner, passed away about 12 or 13 years ago. His son, Eddie, runs the dealerships now. We have 24 stores in the state of Kentucky. We're the largest dealer group in the state. And um, I have been treated with nothing but respect and kindness. And uh, I've been treated just phenomenal by Eddie Franklin, his whole family. And he's as down to earth uh, as you're going to meet. And uh, it's really neat when you meet him. Uh, Eddie um, comes in. He's wearing like um, I call them mechanics pants. I guess you would call them like service pants. Right. If you ever go to a car dealership, if you go to the service area, the guy that's wearing the dark blue pants with the white button-up short sleeve shirt and his, you know, the pocket protector, and that that is the owner. That's what he looks like when he walks in. Right. And uh, I'm I'm going to take it. He has a few more zeros in his paycheck than I do every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And, uh, clothes. But the man wears. Service pants, white socks, black shoes, a white button-up shirt, short sleeve, and and a trucker hat. And you would you would think he was the oil change guy, not the owner. Right. So, uh, but just down, are super people. And I like where I work. I like what I do. And uh, and and they give me the freedom to do the other things I like to do too. I do a lot of stuff with. As if I don't do enough with racing and football, basketball, things like that, I, or with uh, wrestling rather. <laughs> Excuse me. I uh, I help manage two different racetracks here in uh, in Kentucky. It's here uh, dirt tracks in Kentucky. So that keeps me busy. Um, uh, when I say manage, I do the social media part of all of it and the advertising, the uh, um, audio, video stuff, all the commercials, things like that. And then I I do announcing on Friday and Saturday nights at the racetracks too. So keeps me busy. Keeps me out of the house. All right now, has uh has the COVID affected the racing at all? Down there? Uh, uh, yes and no. It has to the point of it took us a couple of – we lost about a month and a half of racing. But whenever we were able to open back up, they, they allowed us to open up. Uh, um, with it being an outdoor event, the way it is, we were able to open up and allow people in, uh, only a certain amount of people. But the way it worked, it, it, it was a trying year. It was very hard. Um, and we do dirt track. It's a dirt track. We have two dirt, dirt tracks, and uh, we race five different classes every night uh, that we race. But getting the people in and out was a little hassle because you do have to keep the social distancing, things of that nature. But as far as... Um, the racing and everything of that, no, it was no different. It was just a matter, it was just the logistics of getting people in and out of the race track. All right. So speaking of racing, right, and we'll bring this up. So <clears throat> speaking of racing, what do you think of the uh, ban on gas-powered vehicles by 2020, 2035? Uh, 
I do think there is a route we can take to get away from as much fossil fuels that we're using right now. But to think we're going to be away from it in, what, 14 years? Yeah. It's just straight lunacy. Uh, (laughs) When the, you know, no matter what you do or how you do it, you're still going to need oil. You're still going to need coal. You're going to need that stuff no matter what. And I just, um, my belief, I'm trying to say this and not get a lot of trouble. you know, two things. Here's the thing. Two things in car business you don't ever talk about. You don't talk politics. You don't talk religion, because you know people from both sides of the aisle buy cars, and so do believers and non-believers. They buy cars too. Um, but the, I guess, are, are you getting at what the the president is doing right now as far oh, as the executive order? Yeah, and then it's just uh, you know I just. Um... I think that going all electric by 2035, if that's the way it would go, it would. Uh, I, it's going to affect a lot more things than what people think. I think know, racing. What, oh yeah, racing. I think, I think what he's getting at is, um, I think, um, I think General Motors and Ford both put out a statement. I'm not sure about Ford. I know I've seen the commercial from Ford, but I did hear that General Motors put out a statement saying. That by 2035, they're only making electric vehicles. Well, it's the way I understand it now. Now, I work for Kia. Uh, the, the store I work for is a Kia store. Mm-hmm. That we have, with the Franklin Group, we have every make and model you can think of uh, over the 24 stores. I think the only thing we do not have as far as manufactured, we do not own the Toyota store or Honda. But every other make you can think of, uh, we have. But I did see something. What Ford is doing away with making sedans too, aren't they? Is that what they said? They're going away from sedans except for the the Mustang and what? Uh, I don't even think they're making the Taurus anymore. No, they don't uh, make that anymore. Uh, uh, the Fusions and the um, Focus. I'm sorry, that's what I was Okay. But they were doing away with a lot of those, right? The Fiesta. The, yeah, yeah. Like they were going to be making that was that the was Mustang and one other. Right. That was the story a while back. Um, yeah. Even before. Uh, yeah, before all this. Yeah. The reason I brought that up, they brought out the electric Mustang. Right. And have you seen what that looks like? I've seen it on a commercial. The abomination that they have made the Mustang. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. It's just. It's just. They, they should be. Whoever came up with that idea should be fired for even making <laughs> That is not a Mustang. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, now with us through Kia, I do know they're going to a lot more um, energy efficient cars. We have oh my you know, hybrid gosh. cars. We have a couple of uh, electric cars. What do you? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I just looked at the images of that. <laughs> the Mustang. Oh, yeah, that's sad. Oh, the Mustang. Yeah, that's sad. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Mustang. Yeah, that, that, that's an abomination. Man. Oh that should be wow! It probably is in some state, but. Um, the I work for Kia as I said I work for Kia and we are you know the hybrid cars are coming along the electric gas hybrid the prices on those cars are coming down and and I guess that's what I'm what I to dance all around is to get to this if they can make it cost effective to be able to do this then I'm, I don't see anything wrong with it but you know years ago when 
the Prius came out and what was the Volt, the Chevy Volt. Right. Some of these electric cars that were coming in, they, they were talking about the cost of ownership. You'd have to own one for 12 years to make up the gas savings and the maintenance on a vehicle. Right. So if they can make it more cost effective, sure. Right. But just by coming in, shutting down pipelines, shutting down all this, and and, uh, and everybody and their brother knows there's only one reason why you do this, because somebody else is making money somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not just putting people out of work for no reason. There's somebody else somewhere else making the money, and that's without being a conspiracy uh, theorist or whatever. Don't get yourself in trouble. The nature. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. But, well, my biggest uh, me and uh, me and Randall were talking about this, and I said, "Well, if they do that, you know, they go all we we all United States go all, all electric cars, right? Who's who's paying for the uh, electric portals that have to be put in a, every home in America so you can charge yes. a car? Yes, because not everybody's going to be able to afford that. Well, and uh, uh, just coincidentally, I just I just took a class and a test on this yesterday through Kia. We have we have continuing education classes through Kia. Yeah, we have to keep up to get, I, I get bonuses through Kia. For every Kia, new Kia that I sell, I get bonuses through them. So I'm taking a class yesterday on the electric vehicle, the EV. It's an EV, a 100% electric vehicle they're coming out with. And to what they're doing right now is they there's three level stages and they don't even recommend to have a full-time at home. You can have one, a charger at home, but they don't recommend being charged full-time at home. It can damage the battery. So you have to go to a, a charging station somewhere. So now you have to be put in, and to get to these charging stations, you have to subscribe and to register. So let's say you're out on the road, and your car is low on energy, and you go to one of these stations. If you're not registered, you can't go to that station and recharge. Wow. And uh, wow. I, I just find yeah. it odd that that's the way it is. But yeah. But I guess, and and not only that, you know, who is paying for the, as you said, the electricity? Right. You know, electricity is just you don't it just doesn't come out of thin air. Right. Um, well, unless you have wind turbines. <laughs> so. Uh, well, another. Yeah, I mean, energy I, has to come from something. The electricity has to come from something. Right. Well, another thing is, I think uh, I've heard. I don't know for sure. Uh, I guess in California, a lot of people are driving electric cars. So they're not getting as much tax revenue from the gas sales, so they started taxing electric cars, electric car owners. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So yeah. yeah. So I don't know. You know where that's where well, is that going to go? Well, and that's the exact opposite of what they just did as little as ten years ago. When I first got in the car business, I worked for a Chevrolet dealership, and that was the Chevy Volt. They were giving huge tax credits. To, right. to buy one of those, mm-hmm. you're giving an extra three, four thousand dollars in credit to buy. If if you trade in a gas vehicle for the Chevy Volt, well, now that money that you've gotten off on that car, they're turning around and taxing you and taking it right back. Makes no sense. Yeah, don't get me started on that. So, <laughs> okay, um, all right. So I don't want to be in trouble. Here's the thing. Well, I mean, I look at it this way: is the stimulus, the stimulus. It, Guys, people need some help right now. Oh, definitely. I see it every day of my life. People Mm -hmm. need right now. And then I'm going to say this too. If you can afford to help somebody, you can go buy somebody some groceries or you can pay somebody an electric bill or water bill, whatever. If you can help somebody out, do it. Uh, Because there's people, seriously, there's people out there who don't have any income right now. Uh, 
people who work in food service, people who, you know, the guys we talked to this morning, this guy is a DJ in Cincinnati and said he's been out of work for almost a year now because he can't do anything. You know, that's his living and he's out of work. And if you can help somebody, please, please do, you know, and, um, because there are people out there that need the help. And uh, I mean, if you can just go to the grocery store and, and get $50 worth of groceries to help somebody do, do it. Right. But uh, with stimulus, you know, uh, you know, you're going to be paying taxes on the stimulus money anyway. So, um, I, I'll leave it at that because I don't want to get in trouble for saying something. Like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should say. So uh, I just don't understand how it's my tax money to begin with that you tax me on in the first place, and now you're going to throw me a bone and say, "Oh, by the way, we're going to tax you again and take it right back out." So. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right, I know. So, uh, uh, I have been very blessed in all of this with the, the pandemic, uh, where I live and, and what we do. We are considered quote unquote essential. So, we were never closed. And we went through one, maybe two bad months, but the rest of the time has been there's been people buying more cars than, than ever. Uh, anything. If you have a house, a car, anything of any value, People are snatching this stuff up. I don't know why. I don't know that, you know, I'm not a, uh, uh, I'm not a college graduate. I don't even play one on TV or radio, but, uh, <laughs> this stuff, man, uh, you know, we've been lucky that, you know, we go from one thing I'm saying people don't have any money to we've sold more cars in the last year than we've ever sold in the history of our, of our company. So, right. Um, people, I think people are a little bit scared. So they're, uh, for us, it's more cars that are more fuel efficient. They're not coming and getting the big gas guzzlers right now. They're getting the fuel efficient cars. So getting into cheaper or less expensive cars, I should say. So that's what we're going through right now. But it's it, it's a booming market for us. Uh, homes, I don't know how it is where you guys are at, but where I live, um, if, if you don't want to have to pack out and uh, pack all your stuff and move out of your house in 30 days, don't put it on the market because no matter what people are buying them up yeah. i think it's right. the same way here yeah we had a realtor on a couple of weeks ago and he said that things are going pretty good oh yeah and that- yeah if you're in real estate right now if you're in the car business right now uh banking you know life's good for you right now it, it's tough for a lot of people but it's good for those you know for, for those so and if you um, had a stock and, in gamestop and- it's going really really good for you right now <laughs> right. or AMC, yeah or amc <laughs> Or AMC. Uh, yeah. I told you I, that. I'm, I've got to wear. I'm trying to distance myself from the news right now. I don't know. You guys keep up with a bunch of stuff. I try not to just because I try to stay from the ne- stay away from the negativity of everything. You know, um, I get I'm 50 you. years old, and and I'm sure there's people out there much older than I am who have seen the world at a worse point as far as diverse, you know, being divided, but not just. Um, you know, not just racial division, not just that. It's right now, it, it is uh, party division. If you're a Democrat or a Republican, you can't like each other. You can't talk to each other. You can't have a conversation with each other. It's, yeah, I hate that side. That side hates me. It's a sad, um, sad deal, I think. Yeah, we, to be honest with you, we talk about that quite a bit on here. Uh, yeah. If you ever listen to any of our other ones, we talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, uh, my favorite saying usually with all of our guests that we have on, I say, uh, "Hey Brian, what's your favorite color?" Mine? Yeah. Uh, green. 
Well, mine's blue, so now we can't be friends. That's right. We can't talk. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how. That's Don't talk how, to me. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, now I did. Now I did hear the one uh, you guys were talking about the old VHS Disney tapes um, and some of the stuff growing say, up. Say that again. Can you say that again? The, the VHS tapes. The, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I did hear that one. I was talking. I was listening to you all that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. I grew up, and uh, we had the real Tonka trucks and the the uh, dozers and the loaders and uh, you know the you know the, the real steel you know the oh, real yeah. metal ones. Yeah. It's plastic. It, it, the, you know, this is back in the seventies that I have two older brothers, and they got the stuff, and I got them, and of course we used them. We went out, and we played. We had big dirt piles that we played in. We did all this stuff, and the and think the money that those things are worth now. And, and if I'm not mistaken, last time I was down at my parents' house, uh, my grandmother's 96 years old and still alive. Uh, the last time I was down there out in the barn, the, there were still a couple of things out there. Now they were all beat up, and, you know, worn down and stuff, but they were still there, those right. old toys. And I remember growing up playing with those and the old Evil Knievel set. That's, man, you had the, the motorcycle. This is the one I had, the, the jumping cycle. Right. So. It's pretty cool too, man. Just the money we've thrown away over the years. Well, just what's crazy money. too is uh, now all the stuff they make nowadays. I mean, that's never going to be worth nothing. Yeah, that's true. Well, I always say that. Twenty years from now, you may well, back and say, "Man, I wish I'd have kept that in a box." Well, may, yeah, maybe certain things, maybe. The way I always looked at it, though, was you know what they bought it for me to play with. I'm gonna play with it. Right. I'm gonna use it. So, but uh, yeah, those are some some fun times, but. Uh, but back to your original question about the electricity, electric cars, I think it's a little stretch. Uh, that's a real hard stretch to go to full electric cars in 10 years. Uh, you're going to have gas cars on the road. I'm going to say for decades, you're still going to have those on the road. So right. even if they're not new, people are going to keep them dry, you know, keep them running, keep them dry. So, right. yeah, I think, well, especially people that own classic cars and stuff, but yes. what I was, what I was thinking though was, uh, okay. So remember like unleaded gas and leaded gas, right? Yep. So, yep. so therefore when I was growing up, leaded gas was cheaper than unleaded. And then yep. it switched where unleaded was cheaper than leaded. And then they just phased out the leaded gas, right? Yeah. So I think that, I don't know, do you, do you think that might happen? I think so. I think what you're seeing now, I think you're already seeing gas prices gone, what, in the last six months have gone up, what, uh, 70 cents a gallon, 60 cents. We were at one time, we were down to $1.67, dollar, dollar $1.59. Uh, we, we wasn't that here. We was probably down to a dollar maybe 90 or something here. <laughs> yeah. I think the, I think last summer even. Last summer, the lowest was like a dollar sixty-five, dollar whatever it was. But now, I think this morning, uh, I filled up. It was two twenty-nine a gallon, and some places I'm seeing two thirty-nine. So it's already gone up that much. And and I think over time, I think that's what is going to happen. They're gonna, they're just gonna charge so much. They're gonna, it's gonna go up so high that people it. are gonna be like, hey, yeah, they're gonna be like, okay. I think electricity is the cheaper route one. It actually, in actuality, is not, but. I think that's what's coming. I think you're right. So high is whenever that, and it's just like anything else. When they want you to buy one, uh, let's say uh, a beer, 
If they, you know, um, they want you to buy another, you know, too much of one's being sold, um, they you jack the price up on it and lower the price of another one to get you to buy the other one. Or right. if you buy AMC or GameStop and they don't like it, they just don't let you buy it anymore until the, until the stock drops. <laughs> right. you know, uh, uh, and, you know, and then you guys mentioned that. And, and of course, I'm living, I live in Kentucky and we have a radio show here, number one radio show in the state of Kentucky. It's called Kentucky Sports Radio. don't know if you guys have listened or heard about this or not, but. No, plug it if you want. The, the guy that, well, the guy who runs this radio show, they have several affiliates. It's the number one show in, them in the state of Kentucky in the big markets. But they have like 23 radio stations they're on. But anyway, Matt Jones is his name. And Matt was actually going to uh, run it against – he had thought about running against Mitch McConnell back whenever Amy McGrath and all this happened. But um, uh, he's a um, – the radio – he owns Kentucky Sports Radio. Uh, well, for Christmas, he decided on a whim to buy 200 shares of stock for three of his employees and himself. He bought all together a thousand shares. There were 200 shares for three of them, and he bought four for himself. And he bought AMC just on a whim. He, he, it was cheap. He bought this. So he had a thousand shares of AMC. And then out of the blue, this stuff happened the, what, last week, week before. Yeah, last and these week. guys have made. Yeah, they made bank off this thing. Now he bought it like two dollars and twenty seven cents a share. They sold it off at like nineteen. And they were waiting on. I had some in AMC too. Thank you, AMC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, hey, did they did they buy a case for you? Did you get a case of beer off of them? I should. I should have. I should (laughs) have got one. Yeah, but I mean, and it goes to that too, guys. Of uh, without getting. political into this thing i don't i don't want this i mean people really don't want to hear me talk anyway but um getting into this thing of you know whenever or was it robin hood shut it down because it was going up too much well that just shows you right there that the people who have the money are the ones in charge of this and they're the ones shutting it down because they're the ones in charge of the money so they don't want people getting rich right they don't want people making money um they want you playing their game and I don't see how, the, just me personally, and I don't have an economics degree. I don't know the first thing. I never heard anything about stocks before in my life until all this stuff happened two weeks ago or a week, whatever it was. I didn't know about, uh, um, I just I just heard an ex, uh, explanation of uh, shorting a stock uh, yes. just the other day when they yeah. were talking about the GameStop uh, stock. And I didn't even know you could make money on one that was dropping like that. And yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I don't know. But but the way I, this thing of Robinhood being able to shut down the trading because they thought that, that people may make too much money off of it. That's not you know. You tell me in what world that's right. <laughs> it's not right. So, but that's just that's my belief. So. But, uh, what am I? I mean, I'm just a I'm just a hick from Southern Kentucky, so, so nobody you, cares about me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure nobody cares about me and Randall either. <laughs> right. We just keep talking anyway. We just we keep on keep on keeping on. Hey, I want to know your 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 guy you had on there last week, Brandon. Yeah. Was it last week, or week before. Brandon? Uh, last week, the trucker. Okay. Yeah. Is he out on the road right now? I uh, believe so. Yes. Okay, I just, I'm, I'm not. To be honest with you, I don't know for sure. Yeah. 
uh, do me a favor, Randy. Next time you hear from him, ask him if he's ready for a demolition derby. I'll text him right now. Okay. If you don't care, ask him if he's ready for a demo derby. And uh, he'll know what you mean. <laughs> okay. Nobody else knows what we're talking about. Right. So, anyway. But, uh, okay, so, uh, so how. Just asking. What's that? If you still have that guy's number, just ask him. I'll ask him. Anyway, um, so. Uh, your uh, dirt track racing stuff uh, is that going all right? Uh, well, we're we're off right now. We don't start back up until April. It's uh, we we're we're shut down. Uh, we race up until the first week of November, and then we're off until April. So we have a lot of work going in on our racetrack. We have mm-hmm. uh, uh, Lake Turbulent Speedway in Burnside, Kentucky, down down south. We're about forty miles uh, from the Tennessee border and uh in southern kentucky and we have a three-eighths mile dirt track there that we're doing a lot of work on right now uh, putting them new walls and uh, uh got about i don't know new lights new uh, a lot of i mean there's just a lot of upkeep and a, a lot of uh, uh, additions to the track this year's so a lot of work going in we start to the first i think it's april 3rd is our first race and then we have also, a Friday night racetrack in Ponda. It's called Ponderosa Speedway. It is in Junction City, Kentucky. Um, it's in uh, Junction City, Kentucky, which is in the Anvil area, Central Kentucky. So we have those two racetracks that we run and uh, uh, put in a lot of work and have a lot of fun with it. So uh, we're just right now trying to get everything together for racing season. And uh, once we get started, uh, we have, uh, if anybody knows about it, we have the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series going to be at Ponderosa Speedway. We have several big races at Lake Tremont Speedway. Uh, 10,000 win coming up uh, at those two at tracks both. So uh, we have a lot of good racing going on throughout the season. So have a lot of fun with it. I have a question about the racing. Go ahead. Um, so as a spectator, right, you come in, want to watch the racing. Do you have to wear a mask the whole time the racing's going on? There is a sign at the front door that says masks are 100 percent mandatory okay so what if you're required i'm not saying mandatory i'm saying required so what if you're eating uh if you're eating you can take off your mask this is what i try to tell people all the time get a hot dog just keep that thing in your mouth the whole time (laughs) (laughs) i am the announcer at the racetrack as well at both racetracks right here's the way i say it and and because hey i'm not a doctor I don't know if you. I don't know if you have clearance to wear a mask or, or not wear one or what. I don't know, but I do say this: in the state of Kentucky, if you are eating, you can take your mask off. Therefore, the concession stand has prepackaged hamburgers, hot dogs, cheeseburgers, uh, nachos, popcorn, and drinks, all prepackaged, clean, and ready for you. So, if you go buy one of everything on the menu and you keep it sitting next to you all night. Feel free to take that mask off. There you go. So, it's a win-win, man. Well, I go to uh, my my son's um, fifteen. He put, he's on the basketball team, right? So, every time I go to one of his basketball games, obviously you got to wear your mask while you're in the gym. I always get two hot dogs, a thing of nachos, and a pretzel, <laughs> and I just sit there and cram my face all night long so I don't have to wear it. There you go. There you go. That's right. And and and, and 
here's the thing. If you have a drink in your hand and somebody says something, you know, and here, I, I mean, we're joking around about this. It is right, a serious yes, situation. It is. Uh, I, I, my wife and I both had it and this is going to sound bad, but I've had hangovers worse than this when I was in the army. Um, I was one of the luckiest. I, I kid you not, guys. I just I had a couple of days that felt like I was on a bad hangover. I remember talking uh, to you, yeah, when you yeah, had it. Um, I slept for a couple of days. Now, of course, I don't drink anymore, but um, I, I felt bad. You know, I felt bad for a couple of days. My wife was very ill. She was very sick with this uh, to the point of we were we were getting worried about her. Um, my sister lives in Richmond, Indiana. My sister, her husband, and her daughter have all had it. Um, she lost her, her mother-in-law to this about three weeks ago. Uh, a lady who was a, a, a very healthy lady, no underlying issues. It attacked her lungs, and she ended up passing away. But it, it is real out there. But here, here's the thing we, we tell people. Well, and I go back to this at the racetrack. Be smart. Don't be an idiot. You know, just, just be smart about, about it. Um, and I don't care about anybody's political political beliefs. I don't care about your religious beliefs. I don't care about your conspiracy theories. When you come through our gate, you have a mask on. All right. What you do once you get in there, if you buy something to eat and you sit down, I don't care. That's up to you. But to come in my gate and to buy a ticket, you're going to have a mask on. If not, thank you for coming. You know, listen to it on the radio. Right. Um, so, um, but well, that's the way we feel about it and and uh well, I mean we're we're to our knowledge as far as we know that last year the only person that was sick at the rate you know the only person that we know of at the racetrack that got sick was me and it wasn't even from the racetrack it was from somewhere else that I, I we traced it back to where I got it right. but it had nothing to do with the racetrack well um so. I think um I think uh the more and more I think they're going to come up with um better uh rapid testing right like the yeah. rapid tests so if they could come up with a better system for the rapid test like a better thing um maybe you know they could start doing that for people that are going in places so instead, yeah. instead of yeah. wearing a, having to wear a mask you just take your mask off get the swab negative you can go in you know no well, mask that's what they- uh, i'm telling you if it, if it comes to that I'll just I'll skip it and not because that swap sucks. That that hurts. <laughs> that's awful. I think uh, I think that's so, what they're doing. Uh, like in California, like uh, oh, uh, like some of the like you know productions of uh, say you know entertainment. They they've been testing people like every two days or something like that that's on the set or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know if that's going to... What did I see? Um, I'm, uh, well, I'm on my phone here. I can't find it. But I saw an article the other day, just headlined up. I believe it's China or one of these has come up with an anal swab. Yeah, you know, I heard what? that. Yeah, I heard that. What? I'm out. No, thank you. So you put it in your anus, and then you put it in your mouth, and if you can taste it, you don't have it? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is like a legit. No, that's that's bad. That's bad, man. That's bad. (laughs) Yeah. That's awful. Gosh, Randy. Uh, Uh, Anyway, I was just going to tell you, I texted Brandon. I said, are you ready for Demolition Derby? 
and he said he said if there was one. So I don't know what that means. Okay, here's the deal. Okay. I I I know Brandon, yeah. and uh, I was speaking to him by phone one night, and he asked about a demolition derby. He went on and on and on about it for about forty five minutes. This is I, I'm gonna say this is when I had COVID. I was sick. I was right. at home, and Brandon mm-hmm. was calling calling me to check on me. Uh, we we have a um, mutual friend, I guess, but his family was calling to check on me, and. And um, and he, that's all he went on about was a demolition derby. Well, at the end of the year, we had a huge demolition derby. I let him know we were having this demolition derby. He was all about it. We even had special money set aside for him if he showed up, and he didn't do it. He came up with every excuse why he didn't do it. Is that right? I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'll call him back here in a little while. <laughs> We put on a demolition derby because of him. Did all this, and he didn't show up. Spent all this, and then he didn't show up. Wow! I mean, it it was actually the Brandon demolition derby. So, (laughs) oh man! Oh my gosh! Uh, As far as he knows, that's what we did. Um, So he won't know any different unless he listens to podcast. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) we we had uh, a demolition derby and uh, had a special. Uh, I was going to pay his way in. He was done. He was there because I was excited about seeing him in a demolition derby car. And when you talk about rural America, man, you want to talk about some redneck stuff. Yeah. Of anything we do. Demolition derby's uh, like on top, right? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, please. Uh, you know, it, and growing up, we used to go to uh, what, Mud Bog. Yeah, Mud Bog. Yeah, that, that's what we were all doing that when I was younger. Man, we loved that kind of stuff, you know. Still do it. Uh, my brother does the rock crawling. You know the the big, the big four, uh, the big, great uh, big tire rail buggy type things, and they climb up these mountains and do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does he does that, but I thought we got big crowds for races back before COVID. We have this demolition derby, and now mind you, it was it was social distancing, it was mask wearing. Guys, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. <laughs> the people that came out of the woodwork. To this demolition derby, and I'm not I'm talking about just the pure numbers. I'm talking about uh, county fair type stuff. I mean, when you walk around the county fair and you see some of that, you know, multiply yeah. that by 10, 20, 30. Really, that's what you get at a demo derby oh, because wow. those, yeah, they get amped up mm-hmm. because those people that get amped up and cars run into each other, you know. And, and oh my <laughs> gosh, you talk about stuff there, man. You want to see some some good stuff. Go, just go to a demo derby. So you have fun there. All right. But anyway, that's the kind of stuff we do. We're rednecks. <laughs> yeah, me and uh me and Randall me and Randall I don't even know if Randall knows this yet, but me and Randall's the sponsor of uh Poor Boy Racing now. Mud bogging. We donated Oh truck. really? Yeah we donated a truck to him. <laughs> yeah, I guess we did. Or okay. You did. No. <laughs> I was gonna say was it was it truck donated or is it just taken out of your barn? <laughs> I was donated. I don't. Uh, we oh. donated it to him. Okay. Okay. Nineteen seventy-eight Ford <laughs> okay. Bronco. Is it red with a white top? No, it's a. Uh, it's the green bean. It's green. No, it's uh, a different one. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Was, I mean, no, no. A, Ford, a Bronco's not a Bronco unless it's red with a white top. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, 
that's that's the way I always knew it is, is that anyway with with family members was that they're always red with the white top. So um, <laughs> that's how I knew it. So, but uh, it, but that kind of stuff is fun, man. That that to me, you know, I, I'm selling cars are where I make my money. It's how I feed my family. It's how we have the things we have. But if well, it, my druthers, man, um, I, I love demo derby stuff, mud bogging. Mm-hmm. I, I love dirt racing, uh, motocross, super, you know, just I, I love all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe me and Randall can make a trip maybe uh, this spring or summer down there to the old dirt track. I'd love to go down there. I, I, I've i watched a yep. few of them. Yeah. Pretty good. Maybe we can go down there and watch anyway, the um, dirt race. That's my favorite racing is dirt racing. Right. Um. I was going to tell you that um, uh, last year the uh, the mud bogs that we normally have didn't happen. They had the festival, but they didn't have the mud bog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't know why. I don't. You know, they had the festival, right? So they had all the food and the people walking around the parade and all that, but they didn't have the mud bog where everybody's pretty much by themselves anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was kind of weird. Especially, I mean, you have, you're out in the open air, yeah. and they're yeah. throwing mud in there. Right. So, yeah. yeah, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. It's, um, But, you know, there's a there's people that make a lot more money than I do or have been studying this a lot longer than I have that make these decisions. No, I know. Yeah, uh, you're right. I'll, I'll go by what they say, but, but for us at the racetrack, uh, as long as you have a mask on when you come in, and you're social distancing, you're not being stupid, you know, and, and, um, and I'll tell you, that's one phrase I can't wait till it's gone is social distancing. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. <laughs> right. But as far as that goes, uh, 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 just, you know, we let people, as long as they're sitting, you know, six feet apart from each other. If you come in as a group, you sit together, but as long as you're staying apart and doing what you're supposed to be doing, man, we're going to have some fun and we want people to come out and have a good time and at least for about three to four hours on a saturday night forget about all the uh troubles in the world forget about politics forget about all this uh uh uh, you know the sickness going around the world not just the uh covid but just everything in general all the other crap yeah Yeah. good time with your family so Mm -hmm. and we you know we family friendly um you know uh uh like i said i'm the announcer there I, i don't i don't get rude or uh, or anything like that. We don't allow anything like that. I'm uh, about the only thing I'm guilty of is bad dad jokes from time to time. So <laughs> about it. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing about the mass people have problems with is we've never had this. Like anybody alive today has never had to go through anything like this. Yeah. And nobody. That's true. And truthfully, very few people like change. You know. Well, I think it's what it is. Two people don't like to be told what to do. Oh, that that's a huge thing, yes. Um, they do not like to be told well, uh, what to do. And it, it, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Just That's human nature. They don't like to be told. Well, I, 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 uh, I 100% believe that. I uh, I was in car uh, construction for, I mean, a little over 20 years, and I would say a good 14 years of that was me being a, a foreman, the man who, and the guy in charge or whatever, telling people what, what they had to do or whatever. And always, uh, I found out real quick that it's a lot easier to ask people to do something than it is to tell them to do it. Yeah. Yep. You're, you're right. So, um, 
with this, you know, and, and people talk about, well, you can't breathe in your mask, you can't do this, you can't do that. When I was in Desert Storm, we had to wear gas masks and full mop, what they call mop gear. This is about, a half, uh, say, three-eighths of an inch thick of charcoal in a suit that you put on. Right. It's a top and a bottom that you put on with rubber boots and a gas mask. Well, during the day, it's 120 degrees or better, and you're wearing a charcoal suit. So in this sense, you're just cooking yourself. You know, you're, you're, you're in a smoker. Oh, yeah. So, so uh, literally, I mean, it, it cooks you from the inside out. So uh, when people complain about not wearing a mask, I'm like, yeah, just shut up. So because, I mean, some of the stuff that these people are going through now of, you know, the, the men and women of the military, uh, some of the stuff they're going through, uh, just don't don't talk to me about it. I can't wear a mask. Hey, can't shut up, put it on. So right. that, that's the only political view I'll, I'll share there. But that, that's my feeling. Yeah, I mean, um, I think people should wear them. I mean, I know I talked, I know I talked uh, some crap or whatever about the basketball games, but that was just eating food. Yeah. You know? well, I mean, that, I mean that's true. I mean, <laughs> and we listen, we all make jokes about it. We do. I mean, it's fun, you know. But well, you got to joke about, about the struggles, you know. Got to try to make light of it. Oh I yeah, think. well, you got to laugh sometimes. But this thing about wearing a double mask—they're like, now you. Should, Wear two masks. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. One mask wasn't enough for so long, and and um, I mean, if that's the case, why would we be wearing ten masks? You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, double mask. Come on. Just so, hold your breath while you're outside and around people. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And here's my. And, and the older I get, the more I I, I really uh, respect the fact of my grandfather moving where he did and when he did. He just didn't want to be around people. <laughs> and and the, more, the older I get, the more I, I can't wait to go back down there and um, let my beard grow to my toes. And if anybody wants to come see me, they can come down there because I don't want I'd, – I'd be a better man for it if I just didn't have to, to deal with people anymore. So I can't yeah. wait for that time. It's a struggle sometimes. 15 more years. So – Especially in the, the line of work that, that I'm in, you know, you're, you're around people a lot. There, I meet a lot of good people. 99.9% of the people that you meet in any business that you're in are good people. You have that 0.1% that just can ruin your day. So, but you, know, you take the good with the bad. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, my wife has eight more years, I think, of teaching. She's a school teacher. So as soon as she's done teaching, my fat rear end's gone. So. <laughs> Uh, they'll never see me again, so I'm counting down the days. There you go. Go down to my little neck of the woods down here in the middle of nowhere, 45 minutes from town. I'm, I'm, and I'll come I, in about once a month. Hey, man, I'm with you. Yeah, me and Randall's I'll on be the right there. plan. Right? <laughs> hey, and, and I am, uh, I am uh, blessed enough that over the years I've, I've – gotten some land and I can build a, a little lean to or whatever I want, put me a piece of plastic on it, live under, I don't care. Right. Uh, just where I can <laughs> look at the lake every now and then and float around on a raft. So I'm all about it. Exactly. Me too. I'm in on I'm in on that with you. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. I, I, I got I got nine more years. Yeah. Uh, I think 
We have eight. Okay. So I got ten. <laughs> ten more for me. So it's, it's almost like we're in prison. Countdowns on. I'm yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> So. Well, we'll pro- me and Sean will probably be still doing this podcast for, uh, yeah. you know, 30 more years. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. And we still do. I mean, for the racetrack, we do a lot of Facebook Live stuff, podcast. You know, uh, we'll save it and put it out. It, it's not even an official podcast. It's just we'll do a Facebook Live or we'll, we'll record something and send it out. And, um. And it's it's actually gone pretty well for us. We get quite a few views and listens, and we have fun with it. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. So, uh, me nor Randall is uh, I would I would say that we are not uh, very uh, like I'm surprised that we were able to get this up and running, like tech savvy, right? Mm-hmm. So in the future, we thought about at some point maybe we're gonna want to do uh, video as well. Like uh, instead of just audio, like we do now. Yeah. What would it take you to come up here and help us figure that <laughs> shit out? You get, well, let me give you some advice with that. Cook you some steaks and stuff like that. Would that get you up here? Now you didn't hear what he said. If you've been on my Facebook page, you know I'm a fat guy. I'm going to eat. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's something. I mean, it's very easy to do. But yeah, you can do that. That's no, that's no problem at all. That's you, easy done. But what did you say? You said don't, didn't you? Yeah, I said. I said if you want a bit of advice, is don't. So don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it just means more work. So oh, that's but no, true. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> so, Maybe by then we'll be making more, and we could hire somebody hey, to do that. Right. We're all. Ooh. We did. Uh, Back, oh gosh, my son was still in high school, so this had been 2009, 2010. We had just, we were doing some video on uh, live stream, Ustream or live stream or one of those, I can't remember which one it was. And we made $17 one night off of advertising. We were doing a high school football game, and we had over, I think it was 1,200 views or something. I can't remember what it was we had. But uh, the guy who ran the company that I worked for, he got a check for $17 because of the um, the people who watched our video. I was like, hey, man, we're professionals. Now we're getting paid to do There we go. So, so you guys are pros now. You made a dollar. You're we're, on our, we're on our way. Yeah, on our You're, way. On your way. We're going to have to invest that in gold. Do they have, do they have internet down there where uh, you, know, you were talking about earlier? They do, but it's not cheap. Really? So, just yeah, wondering. Can, I can't even get it here. I can't even get it at my house. I'm just saying. Four, no, if, if you, no, no, I'm going to tell you. It's to get to my property, I guess, where my grandmother lives, my mamma lives. Right. It's three counties away. You go through one county, then yeah, into another county. Right, I know. And you're right down. I mean, you're you're literally on Lake Cumberland. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you can see the light from her house, and she has internet access there. And probably even with I'm through AT and T cell service, you get four bars at her house. So even if you have hotspot, you have internet there. So uh, I've been listening to your your podcast here, and I can't believe you live where you live that far. You know, you're you're like in a town, and you can't get internet. Well, I have a hotspot, but 
it's not like high speed internet is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So you can't watch like Netflix or anything no. like that. Nope, can't do that. I can. I know. But Sean. what's what's weird is, is Sean, that you live two miles one way, and I just live two miles the opposite I know. <laughs> way. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why don't you do us a favor, there, internet people, and get some shit out to Randall? Well, I think yeah, uh, no kidding. <laughs> I think Elon Musk is supposed to put satellites out, and uh, we'll have worldwide internet. Oh, there we go. I don't know. That's that what I heard. Is a smart guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it is called the worldwide web so yeah they have it already man yeah worldwide web except it's for not, Randall's. it's not just city wide it's not city or county wide but it's worldwide all right well yeah, i told you i'm bad dad jokes <laughs> <laughs> well anything else you want to talk to him about I don't know. What do you want to talk about? We've talked about everything else. Yeah. Talked about it? I think we'll have two listeners of this one. My wife, which I'm going to make her listen to it. And probably the owner of the racetrack. He'll listen to it. So. There you go. We'll send it out. Yeah. You'll double your listenership. There we go. <laughs> right. There's two more cents. No, seriously. And I... I, I Thank you all for asking me. I had a good time doing this. Uh, yeah. Um, we're glad that you came in. I think it was all of us really not knowing what to talk about, how to talk about it, what to do, or, you know, so. Um, yeah, that's how we like it. We like it raw. We don't well, plan for anything. Yeah, we don't really, like we don't really edit anything either. So, anyway, um, we're kind of like, um, I don't know, if you, I don't know, you ever listen to, I if you ever listen to, I get before. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What, what no, that? go ahead. No, I, I was going to say I, I do want to thank Mr. Bill this morning for not uh, uh, stabbing me and filleting me and putting me <laughs> up somewhere open. Um, right. Uh, and, and that was his name. Hey, Mr. Bill. Oh, wow. Bill. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. so his, name was, his name so was Bill, is. too. Yeah, Mr. Bill is his name. So. Well, at least uh, the one no, wild, very, Bill. very nice guys man I they, they were very nice guys but it was just a really really strange situation so uh, <laughs> out, but I didn't wind up on somebody's smoker <laughs> right <laughs> well well I appreciate you coming on and hey. uh what no I, uh, anytime man thank you yeah thanks for uh, calling hey in if you sure. want to if awesome. you want to come on live anytime we're here yeah, like I said, we'll cook you some steaks. Well. Or something. Whatever yeah, you want. Man. Okay. As long as you don't cook me, we're good. That's right. <laughs> you, can bring, you can bring your wife. We, uh, Me and my wife got plenty of room at the house. We have a guest bed and everything. Well, don't tempt us because we will. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'm tempting you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it was, so, oh, guys, thank you all. Hey, thank you, problem. man. See you later, man. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Did he hang up, Randall? Yeah, he hung up. Hung up. I think that was pretty good. All right. I think it was pretty good. It was pretty oh, good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm glad he called in. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. You want to take a little break? or? Yeah. Take a break. 
All right. Well, we're going to take a break there, party people. So uh, you just keep listening, and uh, we'll be back at least for a couple minutes. And we're back. We're back. We're back. All right. Hey, man. Uh, I know uh, Brian left us, but uh, he's a really good dude. Yeah. Just saying. It was a good one. I like. Yeah. I like talking to Brian. Yeah. And he's a veteran, so that was cool too. Yeah. I think that was our first veteran that we've had on. I think so. Yeah. As far as we know, anyway. Uh, it definitely was our first. Veteran. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty good dude. Um, he grew up actually a lot harder than we did. Just saying, right? I mean, do you know how I grew up, Randall? How? <laughs> Go ahead and tell me. Well, how I grew up? Yeah. Uh, straight construction family, straight marine grandpa, okay. and like we talked um, when uh, James L was on, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how they all thought like you know my dad was gay or something. You know, they didn't right. want me to be like that, so they beat the shit out of me all the time. Made me learn how to box and mm-hmm. be a man, as they called it. Gotta right. be a man. Yeah. But. Oh, well. Well, I'll just say that... Uh, Shapes character. <laughs> I guess. Have you ever had bullets flying through your house? Absolutely not. Brian? Oh, oh okay, yes. I did one time. Oh, really? Because my grandpa... Um, there was a bat flying around our house, and he fucking flipped out, and he started shooting a twenty two everywhere. But no, not like uh, somebody trying to kill me or anything, but like he was shooting at the bat. It was crazy. I think I was like seven years old when that happened. When Brian was growing up, he... Uh... Or maybe we should let him tell it next time he's on. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, maybe. yeah. I think we'll, so? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just not talk about it then. Yeah, pretty good idea. So, what do you think? What do you think about this uh, GameStop thing and all that? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was I hope good. it keeps going up. <laughs> right. I hope it goes up to a million dollars to share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the 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 thing that pisses me off about that thing is because um, the thing that makes me mad is. The only reason they're trying to do the shit they were doing is because the right people weren't making the money. Right. It was regular people bringing it home. Mm-hmm. And now they're mad about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think regular people deserve deserve that. Yeah. And if they figured out a way to fucking take that stock all the way up to where they did, good for them. I think so, too. Pretty good idea. <laughs> Same with AMC or any other stock. Mm-hmm. Why should uh, only uh, rich Wall Street? 
people get rich. That's bullshit. Right. <clears throat> yeah, well. I mean, I think that's always been a problem um, in the world in general is uh, envy. Right. You know? I think so, too. So, um, you got... Oh, that's like me and you, you know? You got, you got, you know, we've talked about it before. You got 10 acres or whatever. Um, I don't have 10 acres. Right. I'm not mad you have 10 acres. I just have to go get 10 acres. Like, if I can't afford to go get 10 acres, then I need to do something to work hard to go get my 10 acres. That's what people need to do. You see somebody that, uh, has something that you would one day like to have well don't be mad at that person because they have it already go out and work harder and get it exactly yep i agree with you i don't think uh i don't this mindset of where the world's going of um well they have more than i do and it's not fair well it is fair they worked hard to get that they didn't have that handed to them you didn't have that land handed to you exactly you know what i mean um so, um, what do you have? You heard anything about this uh, deal? Where, um, like, um, okay, okay, we talked about the uh, car dealers going to all electric by twenty thirty five or whatever, yeah. right? Have you heard of this other deal where they're talking about, um, um, well, by twenty thirty five. Um, get rid of the cows. Get rid of everything. Every, okay, um, they're talking about don't own anything. You only rent, and um, you don't own anything. That sounds like a scam. Yeah. Well, that's the. Um, I don't know. So, like, you don't. Own I'm, your- so I'm. I'm. I mean, it's kind of a little political thing or whatever. But I've heard it before. And it's like um, they're telling, I don't know, there was something where they were saying that, uh, yeah, by 2035, nobody's going to own anything. They're always going to rent. They're not going to own a car. They're not going to own a house. They're just only going to rent. Well, and then, and then. I uh, think it's that way now. And Well, some, it's getting that way. I think some people just don't realize it. Like, I think we've talked about this before. If not on here, I know we've talked about it off here. Um, right. Like, uh, I own my house. Right, right? me too. And uh, the the house I owned before we lived here, um, I own that house. Like, I owned it outright. It's paid right. off. Right. Still pay taxes every year. So you're still renting the land, basically. Well. You know. Yeah. So in a way, which I think is crap. I think if uh, you buy a house and you buy land, then that's yours. You shouldn't have to pay to live there. Right. Well, I agree with you. But and then how? And as far as cars, you're paying every year because you got to buy license plates. Plates and insurance and everything. Yeah, yeah. I know. I guess you're right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Maybe you're uh, changing my mind on that. I don't know. <laughs> Technically, we're renting our land at least a year because if you don't pay that then they'll come and take it right Hmm. which i think is ridiculous good point i don't know i don't know it's just i've always thought that way though like forever well since i've been an adult 
and started like living on my own and always like after you pay property tax every year why i've always just thought that like why do i have to do, keep doing this right i own it it's hmm. mine and i was born here and i'm a u.s citizen it's kind of like uh you know taxing your wages I, I've always felt like, why do I have to pay to go to work? I find it weird. Why not just make taxes on uh, other things? Like tax at the store. You know, they're already taxing you to buy stuff at the store. Like sales tax. Yeah. Just raise the sales tax and leave people's land alone. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. Been a good argument for that for a while, but it hasn't got through yet. Nah. It won't ever get through. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so uh, I don't know, uh, Brian. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, support him and his uh, uh, dirt track stuff and his wrestling thing that's going on now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was never. Uh, well, when I was a small kid, you know, uh, five, six, seven, eight, ten, maybe twelve, I was into wrestling, like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and Junkyard mm-hmm. Dog, and right. I remember all them guys or whatever. But then, uh, you know, as I got older, then you realize that shit's bullshit, right? So then I was disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> really, kind of like, kind of like Santa. You know? Uh, well, no, well, we don't have to spoil that. But anyway. Uh, well, there ain't nobody listening to that. Right, here, probably. Anyway. But anyway, um, no, I remember when I was a kid, actually, I remember going down to my grandparents' house, and they would have wrestling on, and it would be like Dick the Bruiser. I remember that when I was right. a kid. And... Uh, you know, back then, it seemed like it was real. But then, when you get a little older, you know, yeah. you, yeah. you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, but, I, mean, I mean, but still. I still don't want to take away from those guys. No, 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 I don't either. They are very athletic. No, I'm very saying. Very good athletes, very yeah. acrobatical, like, you know, fly through the air and do crazy shit. There's no, no you know, I couldn't do that shit. Yeah, I, um, right. I don't want to take away from either. I, I, I just, I think, um, I think it's right about the time UFC started being on TV. And then I realized when somebody's punching somebody in the face multiple times, their face is fucking screwed. You know, mm-hmm, they're right. over there bleeding everywhere, gashes all over their face. Right. And it's like, well, that doesn't happen when Hulk Hogan punches the Ultimate Warrior nine times. Wonder why? <laughs> Those guys must be badasses, you know. Well, like you said, and then my uncle told me who's who uh, who is still a wrestling fan to this day. Like he just told me, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know it's not like that. You know, it's kind of it's about entertainment more than right beating the shit out of somebody. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I got more into UFC. And MMA. I used to watch. I I watched wrestling for a long time during the nineties. Um. Anyway. Um, 
I thought, uh, you know, I never, you know, at that point, I didn't, uh, I was growing up in the 80s. I graduated in 91. I didn't uh, really um, think that wrestling was still real at that point, but I still watch it, you know, you know, Hulk Hogan, all those guys you were talking about. Um, but, um, but yes, you can't take away that they are super athletes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, to be able to pile drive somebody without hurting them. Oh, yeah. You know if what I'm I saying? Try, if you pick me up and try to pile drive me, you just break my neck. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I mean. Without hurting them, uh, you're, you're not going to do it. So, anyway, not trying to take anything away from them. But no, it was good entertainment. And what got me? I would still watch it, I, but I'd want to watch it. Uh, I oh, never got to go to a live one when I was a kid. Well, I never did either. But I'd uh, go to one now though, just to experience it. Yeah, see what, it was like. what got me was um, whenever uh, um, I don't know, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, remember him. Oh when, yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> right, the cream of the crop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever him and um, gosh, I can't even remember who it was uh, when they when they got into a thing because of his wife or whatever. Right. That's what I was like. Nah, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That, uh, yeah. It was just kind of like a soap opera then at that point. But anyway. Well, that's happening to um, UFC now and boxing. Really? Yeah. No, they, I think uh, boxing's coming back. I, I've heard boxing's coming back. They're starting to come back. But, um, like, if you watch uh, – okay, so, like, if you go back to the early 90s, late 80s and watch boxing, like, when they enter the arena, you know, mm-hmm. like Tyson would walk in. Maybe some music was playing or whatever. But they right. just walk down. Walk down there, get in the ring, and they're ready mm-hmm. to work up. Now they're all dancing around, and it's a big show, and fireworks going off, and they're doing all this crazy shit, you know? And it's, mm-hmm. I know it's part of entertainment, but it's, I don't know. If I was a boxer or a fighter, I'd, I'd just want to walk out there and just be focused on beating the shit out of whoever I'm supposed to be beating the shit out of not make a big deal of me walking in the arena and then get my ass kicked and then look like an idiot. Right. And before, uh, and now it's a huge thing. They, they promote the, uh, things like in UFC or whatever. They, they go back and forth talking shit about each other, like a lot more now than they used to. And, you know, to hype up the fight and all that. But Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't follow, I don't follow the UFC really. And I haven't been following uh, wrestling either for a long time. Yeah, I haven't followed wrestling for years. I'm just saying. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're, you know, saying really. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just don't. I haven't experienced it. But uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, but if Brian gets that thing going, I wouldn't mind going and watching yeah, a wrestling we, match. Wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't either, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, he was a big-time 
wrestling fan back in the day. Yeah? Yeah. He used to watch uh, all the time. He, he would even watch, like, college wrestling and stuff I back wrestled, in the day. Yeah, I wrestled in high school. Really? That's why I wanted to see what he was talking about. That's why I asked him, like, college, like that mm-hmm. style of wrestling or, right. like, uh, WWF style wrestling stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, pro wrestling, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Right. Which a lot of them guys were college wrestlers. Yeah. You know? I mean, they know what they're doing as far as wrestling. No, I know. You know, they'll fuck you up. <laughs> Don't think they wouldn't. <laughs> right. I, I remember um, even back in the 80s in uh, WWF, right? Back then, um, they were talking about, or there was a guy that, uh, what the heck was his name? Bret Hart, I think. Right. He, uh, yeah, Bret the Hitman Hart. Yeah. He was actually a good wrestler. Well, um, Brock Lesnar. He's like a state champ. Right. You know? And he wrestled in college. Big mm-hmm. time deal. No, no. I'm just saying, they, those guys, some of them actually knew actual wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then some of them were just like, you know, right. characters or whatever. But Like I The Rock. Know. That's a character. But The he was Rock a- is awesome. I, he I was don't also care. a I football player, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know so I he don't. was still a badass athlete. Right. And now he's an actor, and he's a good actor. I like his he's, movies. He's, I don't... <laughs> what? The Rock, uh, yeah. The Rock, I love The Rock, so... You smell what The Rock's cooking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would go. Maybe Brian's listening and he'll invite us down to a wrestling match when I get it going. All right. But if you listen to uh, Rogan's last podcast, he was talking about, they were talking about that stuff and talking about people juicing or whatever. Yeah. And even even they brought up The Rock and they were like, yeah, there's no way he's not juicing. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, but he is a, I guess he's a huge man, and but he's the, I don't know. If he'd run for president, I'd vote for him. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, know, I don't really know what The Rock's political, or Dwayne Johnson, I guess. I don't right. know what his uh, political views are. So. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know. He's, uh, yeah. I'd vote for Well, him. I don't know. I guess I could uh, say the same thing, probably. I don't know what his political views are, but uh, anyway. I'd vote for Jocko Willink if he ran for president. I probably would, too. Ex-Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Believes the government shouldn't tell everybody what they should, shouldn't do. Right. Which I believe that for sure. Yeah. I don't think you need the government to tell you everything you need to do in your life. Just take care of the big things that we don't want to deal with. That's why we pay you to deal with those giant decisions. Yeah, well, there's a thing where, okay, so if the government actually is, like, say, for example, they come out with a... uh, uh, a thing where the government gives you money every month, right? 
So the thing with that, you're going to get some people that actually get lazy, and then you're going to get other people that are still going to go to work, and that's going to be a good thing for them. You know what I mean? And But the ones that get lazy because they're getting the money, you know, I don't know if that's a good way to go or not. It's 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 debatable. Right. I've told uh I've said this to my wife a few times. Um sometimes I wish they didn't go on how many years you worked, right? For retirement. Sometimes I wish they went on the hours you've worked. Right. Because I've worked a shit ton of hours. Right. Most of my life. For well, 20 fucking years. You're retired anyway, so what are you, what are you worried about? <sighs> Not really. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. It's one of those things. We just don't have the answers of the knowledge. No, we we are total... We're, not, yeah. we're, we're total morons here. <laughs> we're just uh, spouting off stuff. And doesn't matter really. <laughs> we just spout what we want. Yeah. It's our podcast, we can do that. <laughs> well, I guess. To a certain extent. Right. Try not to get cancelled. Yeah. Try not to get too crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I enjoyed Brian coming on though. That's a good one. Yeah, Brian was he's really good. Um if you ever meet him, he's a really good person. Just saying. Yeah, I'd love to meet him. I think it'd be a good time. Right. That's why I said maybe we should go down and check a race out or something. Maybe this spring or summer when it gets warm. I'm not trying to go in, what do you say? They start back in March? Yeah, I'm not trying to go in March. Right. It's cold as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, uh, you know, talking about the electric cars and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I owned a, uh, I owned one of those uh, shit hybrids. You know, Did you? I, yeah. I owned one of them hybrids for a never. while because that's what I used to drive never. to work. I never owned one. It was awful because the battery pack went out, right? Hmm. And then the car doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And then the battery pack, to put a new battery pack in that car would have cost me more than what the car was worth. So it was kind of like, eh. So now it's kind of like, when they're talking about that, it's like, okay, well, when your car breaks down, which it's probably going to at some point, is it going to be that situation where you're going to be spending money to fix your car, even though it costs more than your car's worth at the time? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think I told you this before, but I was going to build an electric car at one point. I had the, well, did I tell you this already? I think so. I think you mentioned it, and then we didn't never, we never got into it. Oh, well, I had a buddy that, uh, he bought a, um, um, shoot, what was it, uh, I can't remember the the brand of the car, but anyway, he pulled the motor out of it to put in his other car, 
And then I said, well, I'll, I'll buy that, the rest of the car off of you. And so I bought it, and I, I was planning on making an electric car because it was mostly plastic. Right. Uh, the body was mostly plastic. It wasn't total plastic. But anyway, I was going to do that, and things just didn't work out. I mean, you know, um, pretty expensive to buy, you know, 12 batteries that are like $100 a piece or whatever. Right. And, um, and then the electric motor, which would have been about $3,000. And so I just ended up getting rid of it. But anyway, uh, man, this was way back. This was 10, 12 years ago, probably. Right. I was going to do that. I I was way ahead of the curve. Yeah. You were. <laughs> I just never had the opportunity to do it. Now, you could plug that one into a uh, 120 and charge them. See? Yeah, but you had to, you had to buy the charger. You got to... I mean, there's... Uh, I mean, it would have cost a lot, of, a lot to build the car. Mm-hmm. But would it have been worth it, though? Like, once it was done? Well, if I... Okay, so I don't... Sorry, my echoing no you're um, good so i don't have that far to drive to work so i would have been fine with it right. if i would have actually done it um but it probably would have been worth it really for me but now if you're gonna drive like say you know across the country or whatever yeah then it's not it, that that's not going to work for you right. the, the way I was going to do it. Yeah, but anyway, well, it sounds uh, like now it's not going to work for you. I don't know. I don't know unless you own a Tesla. Tesla's got sites everywhere. I know. They, um, I know they have the sites everywhere or whatever. But like you know, say it's say it's thirty minutes to fucking charge your car back up so you can hit the road again. Um, that's 30 minutes versus, what, three minutes to gas your car up and roll on? It's a lot of time. Yeah, but, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I'm pretty sure the people that buy the Teslas are probably thinking, well, I'm helping the environment. So they don't mind waiting 30 minutes. But are you I, helping the environment when it yeah, comes to that's another thing. digging out the yeah, lithium I know. out of the ground? I know. That's yeah. another thing. I know. So, because uh, they don't have bulldozers and dump trucks and all this crazy shit that's digging these, digging this uranium and lithium and all this stuff out of the ground to make batteries. I know. So that's another thing to think that's about. That's just another thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it all, it's all a rabbit hole. That's what it is. It is. It's all a rabbit hole. Even you can go down the rabbit hole with a coal people you can go down the rabbit hole with the oil people you know i mean you know i would say that it's all bad i'm saying it's all bad yeah so that's why it's good for the environment what what did i tell you what was that was that our first podcast or second i said i think the amish people might not had it bad yeah that's yeah i think it was the first one yeah yeah it is true i'm just saying 
Yeah, you have a horse, you have a buggy, and you don't need a battery. Well, I guess you do need one battery for your lights if you're going at nighttime. Yeah, if you're on the road. But you're talking one battery that's going to last you forever. Yeah. You know, so. I don't know. It's running some uh, flashers and shit on their buggy. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they figure figure it out. We're not we're not in the we're not in that world, so <laughs> <laughs> Well like we keep talking about, I can't get internet anyway, so <laughs> I mean I'm sure I'm not gonna get an electric car for a long time. Yeah, they put a man on the moon but they can't get internet to Randall's. Right. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can get internet. I just have a freaking uh, Verizon hotspot, right? So I that's the only internet I can get. And I can get a uh, satellite, but I guess that's not so good is what I've heard. I yeah. don't know. But Well, have you seen all the wires sticking out around here on this side of this side of the country? Mm-mm. Yeah, if you uh uh when you leave and you're driving down the road, look on the side of the ditches. They got wires sticking out every so often. That's that 5G that they're bringing in. <gasps> not 5G. that, not 5G. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Here's the funny thing is, um, um, James, oh, okay, my son's in-laws. Right live probably a mile to a mile and a half from a super small town. Right. They can get high-speed internet. It's crazy. Isn't it? (laughs) Isn't it? And I can't. They got... uh, They got like a... What is it? Uh, They got like the... um, we call it uh, Metronet, which is uh, <clears throat> that's a uh, yeah. We had Metronet at the other house, and then they, which is a mile from here, right? I'm just saying, but that we can't get it here. Isn't that weird? Yeah, just saying. Well, which that's uh, what do, what do they call that? Um, that's um. I can't think of the name of it. Um, Hyperopathy? Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I know uh, what you're trying to say, though. I can't say that probably word either. I don't know. Anyway. I had to train my brain forever to say literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I won't mess with it. Okay. So. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll have to have a big cookout at your house when you get a <laughs> right when you get, when you get throw a party. <laughs> Everybody listening, we need to sign a petition. Randall needs Netflix. Hey, but you do have cable, right? No, I got satellite. Or you got satellite? Okay, you need to look up this show. Okay, called uh, Blood Drive. I can't. I don't. 
You can't look it up on your satellite? It's on sci-fi. Well, maybe. Maybe if it's on there. If it's on there directly, <laughs> I can look it up. It's the craziest. But if, if you have to download it or whatever, I can't do that. I don't think you have to download it. I don't think. It's probably the craziest show I've ever watched in my entire life. What's it called? Blood Drive. <clears throat> okay. So it's a, a race across the country, right? Mm-hmm. And these cars run off blood. <laughs> it's crazy. I know it sounds stupid. Yeah. But it's... In, uh, it, like, I thought it would be stupid as shit, too, but I was like, eh, I'm into B-rate movies, you know? It's like right. a B-rate show, almost, but it's really good. I was actually amazed. Have you ever, have you, uh, just wondering, have you ever watched any episode of Snowpiercer? No, but I've seen the movie. You watched the movie? Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the movie, but I've seen the episodes on on TV. Yeah, I never watched the show, but I did watch the movie when it came out. It was good. I guess the movie was good, but yeah. I guess the series is terrible. I don't know. I watched a, a couple um, episodes or episodes something. of the series. It suck? Did it suck? Yeah, it wasn't bad. I didn't think it was that bad, but everybody says it sucks, but I don't know. I don't know either. I know uh, when we do the podcast next week, we've got an... Uh, Another guy coming on, but uh, you're gonna have to bring Convoy over to me so I can yeah, watch I'll bring it. Yeah, I'll bring it. Uh, you know what the you know what they don't have when I try to look it up? Convoy. Nothing. No. Anywhere. No. Are you serious? Yeah. I'll I can, bring. I'll bring I can. It. Uh, I can find it on YouTube and watch like clips. <coughs> like I I found a clip for it. And that was it. I can't find it anywhere. Did you, you watch a clip? Yes, I watched. I What'd watched, you think? It was like the uh, uh, trailer or whatever. I was thinking, yeah, it was uh, it was Chris Christopherson mm-hmm. when he's driving in the truck, and the lady the lady pulls up yeah, beside that's, his. That's intro. at the beginning. Okay, yeah, that's what it showed, like the intro or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he like pulls his glasses down. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I want to watch that. So yeah, you have to bring that over to me. I'll watch the shit out of it. Okay, I'll bring it, and then I'll let you know what I think of it the next week during the podcast. Okay. I can't believe I've never seen that. It's awesome. Actually, to be honest with you, talking about that, the best uh the best beginning to any movie ever. I'm just saying this because I am a fan of trucks and right. cars and all that. Okay, so I know I'm just like, saying I knew you were supposed to bring a picture of a car too. To hang in the studio here. What? Remember? You said we needed some cars on the wall of the studio. You said you are going to bring a picture of a car over, too. Did I? Yeah. Sorry. You're going to have to do that, too. We need, like, a little little toy car or something on the we table need to, here. Give me, give me a pad. I'll write some stuff down. <laughs> Rand, Randy's, Randall's going to have to take a list home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Convoy picture of a vehicle. No, seriously. Uh, trust me, I got a list. <clears throat> oh, gotta, you already got yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got to write shit down too because I forget, like constantly. Like, yeah, like when we're talking about stuff, 
I'll like I'll grab that thing and I'll just like jot something down because if not I'll totally forget it by the time we end our podcast every time okay so convoy and some kind of like some kind of car picture picture I don't remember what I was even saying when I I said car picture anyway you got a little model you got a little model truck or something you can just put it on the table yeah I can I for some inspiration. Yeah. Thought about bringing my Bob Ross bobblehead down here. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of sick and tired about the Bob Ross. Th- uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because you had. Not really. That's just because you had to paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that anyway. Uh, so car. Anyway. We probably ought to get off here. Yeah. We should let these people go back to their day. I'm sure they're bored with us. But they anyway, be, yeah. So They might be. I'll get some. Okay, uh, so since right. we had a veteran on, right, and we'll right. play a little veteran okay, cool. thing real quick, and then uh, I guess we'll get out of here. I'm not going to play the whole thing, just like a few th- things that's uh, kind of inspirational. So we'll just uh, play that. going to try to act stupid what's going on here good how do I deal with setbacks failures delays defeats or other disasters I actually have a fairly simple way of dealing with these situations summed up in one word. Good. This is something that one of my direct subordinates, one of the guys who worked for me, a guy who became one of my best friends, pointed out. He'd pull me aside with some major problem or some issue that was going on, and he'd say, boss, we got this thing, this situation, and it's going terribly wrong. I would look at him, and I'd say, And finally, one day he was telling me about something that was going off the rails. And as soon as he finished explaining it to me, he said, I already know what you're going to say. And I asked, what am I going to say? And he said, you're going to say good. He continued, that's what you always say. When something is wrong or going bad, you just look at me and say good. And I say, well, I mean it. Because that is how I operate. So I explained to him that when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that will come from it. Oh, mission got canceled? Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. We can keep it simple. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Didn't get funded? Good. We own more of the company. Didn't get the job you wanted? Good. Go out, gain more experience, build a better resume. Got injured? Good. Needed a break from training. Got tapped out? Good. It's better to tap out in training than to tap out on the street. Got beat? Good. We learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have an opportunity to figure out a solution. That's it. When things are going bad, don't get all bummed out, don't get startled, don't get frustrated. No. Just look at the issue and say, Good. Now, 
I don't mean to say something trite. I'm not trying to sound like Mr. Smiley Positive Guy. That guy ignores the hard truth. That guy thinks a positive attitude will solve problems. It won't. But neither will dwelling on the problem. No, accept reality, but focus on the solution. Take that issue, take that setback, take that problem and turn it into something good. Go forward. And if you are part of a team, that attitude will spread throughout. Finally, if you can say the word good, then guess what? It means you're still alive.